0: I want to turn the whole thing upside down. The first line of the chorus from the song from our prelude this morning feels like it might fall into the category of careful what you wish for. It's been almost three years now since the shelter in place order was given in response to the outbreak and resulting pandemic that is COVID-19. Our world was turned upside down we may not have known it at the time but our world was about to radically change we were about to change the next lines of the song say i'll find the things they just say can't be found i'll share this love i find with everyone i remember those first weeks and months of the shutdown People scrambled to find ways to connect with one another. Our services at UUCL switched to online in a matter of days. There was singing and clapping in the streets and from balconies in support of our first responders. Educators were celebrated for finding new ways to teach our children, ways that were imperfect but better than nothing. We checked in on our neighbors, delivered groceries for those who couldn't leave their homes. We made masks and shared them with anyone who needed them. We watched that spring as the natural world came alive in the midst of a global pandemic. We looked for hope and joy anywhere we could find it. We found the things they say just can't be found but I fear that we may have forgotten those lessons we learned as we've moved forward. Our country is so divided. It feels that with every issue there must be sides and the arguments are loud. We need only to look at what's happening in our public schools to see this. Every school board meeting begins with public comment. That has been more about people screaming about mass mandates, critical race theory, social emotional learning, and policies that support our LGBTQIA students. Policies that make our schools safer for all, and practices such as critical race theory that aren't even being taught in our schools, but the outcry against them is hindering teachers' abilities to tell the truth about our history with racial justice. This is just one example from our local school board. There are many other issues that our society is facing. Our, the rights of our queer, trans, and non-binary siblings are threatened. Climate change continues to march on with the results that it may be too late to reverse. Indigenous people and people of color continue to be discriminated against by a system that centers the experiences of white people. People who struggle with mental illness is on the rise. Just this past month, there were were shootings on the campus of Bridgewater University and Virginia Tech, as well as two deaths by suicide on the campus of JMU all within a one-week time period. With all that is happening in our world, our newly elected governor took office and our legislature convened. What was the first issue they tackled? Gun control legislation, environmental issues, mental health, police reforms, climate change. Nope. The first issue they tackled was mask mandates in schools whether you think mask mandates should have been required or not i think most of us agree that it pales in comparison to the other issues our society faces today and this isn't just happening in our state government recently reverend justine delivered a beautiful sermon on Zoom for our church, a sermon that left me thinking about so many things. She talked about widening the circle and about the proposed eighth principle. The eighth principle says We, the member congregations of the Unitarian Universalist Association, covenant and affirm to promote journeying towards spiritual wholeness by working to build diverse multicultural, beloved community by our actions that accountably dismantle racism and other oppressions in ourselves and our institutions. This principle has been put forward for congregations to consider and potentially adopt. Reverend Justine reminded us that while we may have some concerns about the principle, We may feel that it may be imperfect or or perhaps unnecessary because the other principles cover things. Our UU siblings of color are asking us to adopt this principle. In the breakout rooms after that service, I was in conversation with several other people about what it might mean for us as a community to adopt this principle what it might mean for us to say that we uphold a principle that supports racial justice and dismantling systems of oppression. And then we went back into the larger Zoom room where this conversation continued for a moment. And then the conversation quickly turned to a question of how we change our name from church to congregation. I think this may be a question that we as a community need to wrestle with and consider what those names would mean for us. What does it mean to call ourselves a church? What does it mean to call ourselves a congregation? How do those names help us live into our mission of kindling the flame of love and justice? But when I reflected back on that conversation in the breakout room, something else emerged for me I wondered how and why our conversation had switched so swiftly from discussing the potential held in the eighth principle to that of changing our name how and why did we move from this conversation that centered racial justice I wondered if I could have done something in that moment to move the conversation back to the discussion of the eighth principle and racial justice. And I wondered what it means that I didn't say anything in that moment. And what would I do the next time I was in a similar situation? The question of our name and whether or not we adopt the eighth eighth principle are both worthy conversations for us to engage in, but I think those conversations must happen in the larger context of what does it mean to make these choices. If we adopt the eighth principle, but do nothing differently than we have done before, it is a hollow promise. If we change our name but don't make space in our community for new people or those whose experiences are different than ours, then it's just a name. For me, the bigger question is how do we live the eighth principle in our everyday lives? And how do we create a space that is so radically inclusive that people will be drawn to us regardless whether we call ourselves a church, or a congregation. Please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I think adopting the eighth principle and the name by which we are known are important, but only in so much as we choose to live into those choices. That first spring of the pandemic I watched as the earth awoke from its long winter. Each day, I would go outside and sit on my porch to get some fresh air, or walk around my neighborhood. I really noticed, perhaps for the first time in a long time, the trees as they began to bud, the birds as the new as new uh, hatched babies began to chirp, the grass as life gradually renewed itself and turned it from brown and dried up to lush and green. And I noticed that this return to life was a gradual process, not the all-at-once kind of thing that it appears to be when you are too busy to notice it, as I had previously been. Even as the early days of the pandemic loomed large, I felt a sense of awe and anticipation at what gifts the earth would offer. My connection to the earth that spring would be my touchstone in in the uncertainty of the world. I am filled once again with that same sense of anticipation as we come back together for in-person worship services. Next Sunday will be our first in-person worship service in the chapel on Gladesville Road since March of 2020. People in this conversation in this congregation have been working tirelessly to prepare a space for us. They have worked on tech aspects so that we may be inclusive of those. Who are not ready or cannot return to in-person services they have cleaned and polished the wood the new chairs have arrived the religious exploration space has had a complete makeover the bathroom has been painted and is really a bathroom with a water heater that will provide hot water in the sink and no longer is it a bathroom storage space The space has been prepared and it's waiting. It's waiting for you. Right now, it's a beautiful space, but by your presence, you will make it a sacred space. Our church, our congregation is each of you. You will make this a place where we can move closer to the tomorrow we dream of. One that lives out our mission of kindling the flame of love and justice to nurture and heal ourselves, each other, and our world. There is much work to be done in our congregation, in our world, in ourselves. I look to this opportunity with the anticipation that comes with New Spring. This is our Etch-a-Sketch moment. The way we have always done things will be wiped away. What lessons do we want to carry with us as we begin to draw a new picture of the Unitarian Universalist Church of Loudoun? What will that picture reveal about who we want to be in this world how will we kindle the flame of love and justice may it be so